Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Well, he's actually not too much of a stranger to us here at ECNZ because he's uh, a blood relation, of course, to the great Clado. And... Uh, He's actually been part of a good oil show where we were watching an All Blacks game uh, not that long ago, John O'Gibbs, and we were picking his brains about the great game and trying to work out exactly how long he was going to keep his toes out of the coaching scene. Well, he's back. He's back, and he's got the perfect role, I think. Uh, New Zealand under-20s coach and also back with the Chiefs to lead their development 15. It is bloody cool, and we're stoked to have Jono on the line with us this morning. Jono, you must be thrilled, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, both those opportunities uh, certainly weren't planned. They just sort of popped up. One, to be able to work for my home franchise um, uh, is awesome. And, you know, obviously the the responsibility with the New Zealand 20s program, um, yeah, a real privilege uh, to to help shape and guide uh, the next group coming through. Mate, when we when we spoke to you last time, you had I, I knew you still had a thirst for coaching and, and the game. You thought you had more to offer, but you were also I mean you had life stuff to sort out, but you were also just waiting for the right opportunity. When did this kind of come about? How did it get across your radar and, and then how quickly did it take you to, to realise that you were the right man for these gigs? Um yeah, I think coming home in March and just not really thinking about rugby too much but uh, since being home you just have the odd conversation with different people and um, you know the rugby world's pretty small and you know some of those conversations connected up with different people and, and that led to different conversations and you know over the last sort of four or five months this is where it sort of uh, arrived to uh, today. Yeah, okay. So it's it's worked out nice for you. And I think with your wealth of knowledge around the world, probably it's going to help in this role because um, just from the outside looking in, I've gone back, I've had a look at the, the results we've had for the under-20s, a program that was so strong going back to the inaugural tournaments, right? won the first four and then a couple of sevenths in the last. And you look at the teams that are starting to perform over the last few while. France have won the last three of them, um, there's a tournament next year. It's interesting going back to look at the under-20s to see how that then correlates to what's happening at the, the top level, don't you think? Oh, well, look, I, I think obviously my most recent experience was was working in, in France. Um, and you know, there's no doubt that they've really um, put a massive emphasis on their, on their 20s programme. Um, the under-18s program as well. And, you know, I, I think 
in the last few years, they've really seen the the benefits of investing in that in that space. Um, and yeah, look, it's the change of head coach and, and goalkeeper um, support from the president then of Laporte. You know, France really built something pretty strong, but you know, wasn't uh, didn't. Didn't culminate in World Cup success, unfortunately, but I think certainly when you watch the top 14 and you see all those younger French guys coming through, getting opportunities earlier, um, it's certainly helping them um, broaden their base for, for the next generation of French internationals. So from a France and a maybe an Ireland's a, another jurisdiction you know well, maybe it's a bit of comparison, I'm not sure. How does the framework around their feeder programs, the under-20s, the under-18s, compare to New Zealand's? Because you only be able to work in the system that you're in. You're not going to be able to tear, yeah. tear it up, I, I assume. But how do they compare and what have you observed so far since being back? Um, well, look, I, I also have to be... Um, completely honest as well, saying that you know my understanding of the framework in New Zealand is pretty limited. I've only really sort of come back into New Zealand in the last sort of a little while and back into that rugby system here. So I'm not really in a great position to impart um, <laughs> insights or knowledge around uh, how it all works. But certainly what I've seen coming back is there's a lot of people here um, motivated um you know, trying to find, um, you know, ways to evolve and improve our pathway program in New Zealand. There's a lot of people um, that, you know, recognise that that can be improved upon, uh, can be strengthened, and that it's a bloody important um, part of the development pathway that gets um, gets put under the spotlight. So, you know, I think it's... Um, there is a lot of work going on behind the scenes by a lot of people to try and and move that program forward. And, you know, it's not an easy fix. There's a few things that, um, you know, COVID didn't help the whole sort of cycle of things. And that's been pretty bloody disruptive, as we know, in, in this country as well. So, um, yeah, there's a few things that are, are, are trying to be addressed. I think creating a a sort of a Southern Hemisphere hit-out uh, tournament uh, in April mm. um, was, a, was a really good solution, a good initiative. So, you know, there's examples of that type of work going on, but, um, you know, there's, a, there's certainly uh, plenty of work to be done. Um, and, you know, the talent will always be there. It will always exist. It's just sort of how we, how we develop it, how quickly we can nurture it and... Um, bring it through into into that uh, top level of professional rugby and ultimately international. I don't know if we had an existential crisis about rugby in New Zealand this year, Jono, but we certainly asked some questions about where the, where the game sits in our kind of 2023 identity. And I think what's good for rugby as a whole is in, you know, at all levels, probably ultimately is what's good for the, kind of success at the top flight where we might have got to a place where you kind of some people felt like we were picking and choosing and I think club rugby is a really big part of that like when, when you were yep. probably cutting your teeth club rugby probably had more of a role than it does now and I think with the advent of super rugby um, 
what will they have the super rugby programs for the, these young fellas that come straight out of and, and girls they come straight out of school and then they go into these systems I mean, what role does club rugby have to play with under under 20s and under 18s talent and fostering and and trying to bridge that gap do you think yeah look it's a, it's a great question um we were just talking about that uh yesterday actually around the role of of the club and uh, you know uh, yes, it was club rugby. We played the game, but you know, from my own experience, um, you know, it was an education as well. Uh, how to behave in the club rooms, how to be respectful, how to mm. pay your dues. Um, you know, learning a few uh, social skills, all sorts of things like that is a big part of it. Um, you know, the older guys in the club guiding and and challenging the younger guys coming through. So you. You learn a few important social skills there, how to be a good teammate and how to be a solid citizen. Um, and that stuff uh, is still very relevant today. And I think, obviously, uh, for some of these younger guys that do get the benefit of um, training in professional environments, you know, the challenge for them is to is to take or transfer those those skills that they're acquiring in a professional environment and and put them under under pressure and test them in, in, in club conditions. And I think, you know, I think that's still uh, a big part of it. You know, for me, if I go and watch a club game, you know, you hope that people that have been in professional environments are the ones that sort of stick out in most club games, that they show their, their opportunity that they've had to sort of work full-time on their game and um, that, that's the expectation you want to see those guys being the best players on the field so I think still still important part of the pathway albeit it's changed obviously and since, since I was coming through mm. It's really interesting eh that kind of club the professional environment versus the I guess the more natural kind of club that societal environment and, and what athlete you're getting versus each and I just think that the the reality is that the sport is so much more hyper professional these days isn't it that it's kind of naive to think that these kids could be kept away from it and I think that actually goes into the, the first 15 kind of conversation as well like I mean a 16 year old lad now who's or again, a 16-year-old young lady who's super talented and, and the way that they think about their career and career opportunities um, versus what we did t- even 10 years ago. I mean, it's a completely different environment and in different world of possibilities, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and look, it's, uh, things have evolved. Uh, more opportunities have presented themselves. There's a clear vision of, you know, what 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 your kind of career can look like? Um, you know, there's a lot of evidence um, that you can follow. So if I do this, if I do that, that would lead to this. It's the evidence suggests that that's what happens. So um, yeah, certainly, certainly a different um, experience for these for these young players coming through. But ultimately, nothing. You know. The core thing that shouldn't change is: Are we giving them the best rugby experience possible? Are they, you know, having you know these really rich experiences with their teammates? You know, victories or or defeats, it doesn't matter. It's that camaraderie, that's that uh, emotional attachment, um, good quality coaching, you know, good referee support, you know, 
all those types of things, it's, we still want that to be at the core of our game. Man, I, I really do think, and I said this straight away, you say, I think you're the perfect person for this role because you've got that international experience, but you care about the game deeply. So it's, it's bloody cool to see. And I suppose you're just one foot in front of the other, but is it something you can see yourself doing for a wee bit? Um, I, look, to be honest, I, I think um been away for so long and... um. You know, I, I think for me, it's about living in New Zealand, trying to 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 create a life here now for for my family. We've had a great European experience. The kids have done bloody well, changing schools left, right, and centre. But um, if we could build something here, uh, that'd be fantastic. But in this game, um, there's no guarantees. You know, that's the that's the reality of this profession that we we're in. Makes sense, mate. Hey, if this was Thursday, I would have asked you to find the Waikato Cup winner for us. But you probably... <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, probably, well, think, uh, you're probably off the hook. funny, cause... you know, you mentioned that uh, Clado and me are blood, right? Yeah, he's never asked me back after my last performance on the good oil, so... <laughs> I think his That's style not true. That is that is not true. Also, <laughs> you are fantastic. You are fantastic. All right, no, mate. Well, no. you, uh, you'll pro- you'll be down there, sure, no doubt. Uh, Sky City Hamilton Waikato Cup. What a week it is for the for the Waikato region. One of their favourite sons returning to the Chiefs, and they've got the Waikato Cup. Oh, it's brilliant, mate. Hey, congratulations, Jono. Great to chat. Yeah, good man. Okay, cheers, Bill. Thank you.